Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins. Today I'm joined by three friends. First, Rachel Calderon Navarro. What's up? Hi. Hi. Uh, Tuna. Hello. And Bill Mead. Hi. And uh, we're going to be talking about a comic book movie uh, from 1997, which was actually, as we have discovered, a huge year for films. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, special effects films. There was a lot going on. And this is a gigantic special effects film. Was it? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Gigantic in that the amount of money they spent was... All real big. All of it. All of it went toward toward, uh, computer graphics, I think. So... Not that you can tell, but... There are a couple things. They're trying, okay? (laughs) They're trying their hardest. And they maybe didn't succeed. We'll get into that. uh, (laughs) But we're talking about Spawn, 1997's Spawn. We also talked on this podcast about another superhero film from 1997, which was Steel. And I was in the theater for Spawn, and there was a trailer for Steel at the beginning. And me and my buddy, Justin... We're there, and that trailer played, and we both looked at each other like, oh, what a bunch of bullshit that is. <laughs> and then he, I think he legitimately said, nah, I was going to watch a real comic book movie. Oh, no. And I honestly cannot remember what my mindset was walking out of this movie. Hmm. I know it was not, I really loved that movie, but I don't know if I knew immediately that it was terrible, or if I was in denial, if I had a Phantom Menace sort of cloud around me. I have no idea. I don't remember. But I watched it in 1997 in the theater, and then I watched it last night. Hmm. So I did not watch it again until last night. I was just thinking, like, this kind of reminded me of Steel a little bit. And I was on that one. I was on that Months apart. Yeah. They were only months apart. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, before we get into our reactions to this, we need to do a 60-second plot dump. Uh, and that person is going to be Bill. Yay! Ha <laughs> ha! All right. You're excited. I have to be. Normally, <laughs> normally people get all mad at me when I select uh, them. And and just so we're clear, I remembered very few names from this. I mean, yeah. Spawn, <laughs> Spawn's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Spawn Jr. Spawn, I'm just making names. Yeah. Cyan, <laughs> Cyan. It's the Cyan Spawn Jr. Or are you just making up? That's his daughter. <laughs> Spawn Jr. There's old guy. I don't. There's round guy. Did he just go to his daughter in the movie and be like, "All right, Spawn Jr. <laughs> you go fight the devil." Uh, there's Spaz. <laughs> These are all yeah. tertiary characters. They are like who's the main character? Spawn, and then Win. Jason Wynn is uh, Martin Sheen's character. None of those are real names. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Anyway, okay. All right, here we go. 60 second plot dump of Spawn in three, two, one. Al Simmons is a mercenary slash secret agent for maybe the CIA, maybe a made up place. Uh, and he works for Martin Sheen doing dastardly deeds. Uh, Martin Sheen has a deal with a blue guy. Clown. Blue guy slash clown slash John Leguizamo. And they set up a deal to get... Al Simmons' soul. So Al Simmons is sent on a mission, which turns out to be a double cross. He goes to hell. He makes a deal with 
Malbolgia. Maleficent. And he makes a deal so he can see his wife one more time, Wanda. Uh, But it turns out he's sent back to Earth with superpowers, a crazy suit, and he's all burnt crispy. And clown guy is uh, trying to antagonize him the whole time to do evil things and kill Martin Sheen for some reason. Uh, We get to a point where Spawn's family gets kidnapped. Uh, It turns out Martin Sheen has a pacemaker slash bomb virus thing in his heart that he wants for some reason. And he learns how to use his powers from Obi-Wan Spawn. (laughs) <laughs> and and then he cuts off John Leguizamo's head. I know which I doesn't <laughs> which doesn't kill him. It doesn't kill him, even, even though they though said, that, said that, would. that they would. They said that would. Yeah, I think this is the sixty second plot dump is over. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a bit long like, over. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, he hit most of the big points. Well, they okay. I feel so, like I hit nothing at all. It's a triple cross, right? Because clown who is a demon. Uh, clown uh, wants Spawn to kill Jason Wynn, mm-hmm. so his pace—it's not a pacemaker; it's monitoring his heart rate. And if his heart rate goes below, or if it flatlines, all of these bombs with this gigantic chemical weapon are going to go off. Heat sixteen. Yes, or it's four. a good name. It's not a bad name. That was the only thing good about this. Movie. <laughs> so, Rachel, <laughs> um. Are you a Spawn fan? Had you seen this before? I've never seen this before. The only the only thing that any connection I've ever had with this is that I remember growing up and like peeking in my big brother's room. And you know how he's like much older than me. And you know how like when you peek in your big brother's room because like you can't go in there and touch his stuff and like his cool CDs and stuff. I remember looking in there and he had a big old Spawn poster. (laughs) And that's the only connection I have to Spawn. (laughs) Okay. And thinking like, oh yeah, Spawn, I bet it's cool (laughs) because my big brother thought it was cool. But this movie was not cool. And I texted him uh, before. I was like, watching this for a podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, that movie's trash. (laughs) And I was like, yes. So you didn't enjoy it then? No, this was very bad. Real R-E-E bad. It was real bad. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Tuna? Uh, I knew it existed. I've got a friend who does makeup, like, not as much anymore, but he used to do makeup in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I I know he's worked on, like, Scream 2, stuff like that, and he does, like, special effects makeup. He has, like, a big haunted house every year. And I was told when we first met by somebody else that he had helped with makeup on this, but it wasn't on IMDb, so I don't know if that's actually true because I've never asked him mm-hmm. But that's my only experience with this. It's okay. like knowing someone who apparently didn't work on it. <laughs> knowing that's someone it. who may or may not have. <laughs> yeah, right. That's also a weird introduction to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you know, this guy, he worked on Spawn. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I would not say that. <laughs> I, <wanna leave laughs> I would be like, oh, this yeah. guy worked on Scream not too. Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anything yeah. but that movie. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 I worked on Scream too. Scream. Yeah. Like <laughs> anything else on his IMDb probably would have been a better introduction now that I've watched this. <laughs> okay. So you didn't enjoy See, it. I mean, well, I retroactively enjoyed it less when I looked up what other movies came out that year because I thought it was just like, I didn't like it, but 
it was like, uh, it's you're giving it like movie. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe the technology just wasn't there, it but was. it turns out it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it just not for this one. Wait, I didn't look up what other movies came out. So. What others came out? Other than Steel. Tuna, you it made was, a list. Yeah, yeah, I made it. Well, my the problem with my list is that all my real goods, because I was afraid somebody else was going to take oh, them. Oh, But it's stuff like like Men in Black came out that year, The Fifth Element, mm, yes. uh, Starship Troopers. There were some- The Lost uh, World. Okay. The Lost World, yeah. Titanic. You don't have to continue. Um, yeah. You don't have to. You can save your real goods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm curious. All I had to know was Men in Black. Yeah. I, uh, hold on, I just want to check something. Uh, Which is another comic book Men movie. in Black is where uh, it's yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious what the budget of the fifth element was. I'm gonna oh, get. Yeah, I'm gonna guess know. before I get there that it was about eighty to ninety million. So that would be doubled and double spawn. Yeah. Um, but let me check. Ninety three million. Wow. <laughs> nice. I'm good at this. What are you doing? I'm, I'm getting <laughs> tangled up in your cords, Nick. <laughs> You're just um, whipping me if your headphone cords. So that's ninety-three million for the Fifth Element. I'm gonna guess even more for Men in Black. Uh, oh yeah, mainly because of cast. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. pay for Will Smith. I mean, yeah, but he he gives you returns. He yeah. does give you returns, but still, that's like one of my favorite movies as a child. Yeah, Men in Black. Right? Yeah, I watched yeah. that a ton with my family. Men in Black, three million dollars less than Spawn. No. Then, okay. Then, <laughs> I was like, it's, no. Damn. 90 million. 90 million. Yeah, okay. 90 million. Right. Okay, so that's something to think about then. Spawn is a $40 million movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lower budget than the sci-fi movies at the time. Yes. About by half. Like, like legitimately half the budget. But I would say that Men in Black is well over twice as good as this movie. <laughs> no, sure. I guess maybe it's not a linear relationship between money and quality. Or that not that there's one there necessarily at all. But Well, I, I think I have some points to make about this, but okay. I want to get around to everybody first. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Bill. Yes. Did you have any experience with Spawn? I saw this in theater. And when yeah. I, was, I was in seventh grade, I shouldn't have seen it. Nice. Um, and then, like Nick, I didn't see it for 22 years. <laughs> it just stayed forgotten in a good place. Uh, up on the highest of shelves. No, low shelf. What, what shelf can you not see? It's on that one. <laughs> in the it's closet. in the closet. It's in the yeah. closet shelf. Yeah. In a box. In a box behind the photos. <laughs> right. You have to open up a wardrobe and like take down the false back panel. It, it's next to where mom hides her cigarettes. Uh, you have to know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you didn't enjoy it. No. <laughs> Such a stupid movie. <laughs> this thing is terrible. Like, this is, I don't know, it's a weird, like, inexcusably bad. In, there's Because there's, there's levels of the bad. Like, it's not mm. just that uh, the effects are kind of crappy, because mm-hmm. they are. Like, mm-hmm. some of them are good. Some of them are pretty neat. I really like the mask effect. I, the mask think, effect is all right. Yeah. I have a feeling there was different teams. Well, I think that I'm thinking they just did not have the budget to stretch to do everything they wanted to do. Yeah. Because the violator oh, yeah. scene, there's a scene where Clown turns into a demon and they fight. That demon looked good. There's parts during that scene where I swear there were... Very, very short 
clips of him being an actual puppet. Yeah. Yes. Was he an actual puppet? <laughs> that was my guess, too. I don't know for sure because some of the CG look was like obviously like that's CG, but it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I looked at it, I was like, that's not CG. Because everything else was such crap. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> mostly we're talking about that god-awful other demon, uh, Mal- Malbolgia uh, in hell, <laughs> that is Diablo. the worst thing I've ever seen in a major motion picture. It's like, if you look at it now, and like if you look at Twitter, it's like a meme of like... Like, I feel like it's meme worthy. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. And it's like something like somebody would like move in Sim Mm. City or something because it's that bad. It gave me. Oh, yeah, that's it. It looks like in in The Sims, if somebody had like made a custom character based on the Diablo box art. Yeah. Mm. And then they make them do like, uh, (laughs) like walk into a fridge or something like that. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely gave me like early CD-ROM video game cutscene <laughs> yeah. vibes. Yeah, or bad music video. Like yeah. it's really weird. It it its mouth never closes. It, it just stands there, and there's no texture to the inside of its mouth. <laughs> like there's not even a throat. Like it's just blank. And oh, this I didn't is looked that hard. It, I was too scared to look too hard. <laughs> it's so. I think there is some good CG. I think Violator is a really good CG element when it was used. And if they did use some practical stuff, that's Mm -hmm. smart. Mm -hmm. Like, it would have been better for me for them to just do glowing eyes in the darkness Mm -hmm. as opposed to this horrible CG. Less Um, is more. Yeah. 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 Um, It's (laughs) like... it should have jaws to that shark. Yeah. Like, it's really, like upsettingly bad like yeah what mm-hmm. in the hell um but i really liked elements of the suit um mm-hmm. like some of the some of the suit the way the mask comes on i liked actually i liked his burn makeup too oh, yeah like yeah. i thought a lot of the makeup effects were pretty good mm-hmm. um but the effects i gotta give them uh, like at least a d like overall because <laughs> they're so weighed down by some failures mm-hmm. yeah then you have the direction. So the guy who directed it, Mark, I think his name is uh, Dipe. I, th- I don't know. It's D-I-P-P-E with an accent. And I couldn't figure out a good um, oh, yeah. pronunciation for I it. I didn't look up the director because I didn't feel very good about what he did. And I didn't want to have a name that I would have to feel bad oh, about. Like, Mark you're slandering. A-Z. Dipe, probably. I think it's Dipe. It's okay. probably Dipe. Yeah. He came from effects. And so that's how he kind of got the gig. Oh, okay, okay. But you can tell in this. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. He's what you might say it. Keep going. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going to. He's in the visual effects department in Jurassic Park. Yeah, the C. Like he's a competent visual effects guy, but he's not. At least in this movie, I don't know what he's done since. But in this movie, he's not. There's a clear lack of direction. For the actors and for the yeah. camera. Mm-hmm. And I have I have like two really good examples of this. One is near the beginning where they burn Al alive. Mm-hmm. Al does not react yeah. at all. <laughs> like he's he's in flames and he's just sort of lying there looking confused. And that's it. Like and the, the, it's the actor's job to communicate that scene at that point. And there's nothing there. The other one is they get sucked into hell at the end through the fireplace. 
and it's this fire tunnel. And I'm like, fine, fire tunnel, cool. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go down, then they do some shit, and then they get spit back out. You would, there's an explosion from the fireplace, and then they get tossed out of hell. Except the camera cuts, and they're just laying there. They're, they didn't, like, roll into the space. They didn't, you know, land in the space. They're just there. And it makes me think that the director didn't get that shot. Mm. They just didn't get the shot of them landing anywhere. Right. And it looks ridiculous. It, it looks <laughs> terrible. Um, and then you just go into the performances. Pretty much all of the performances, with the exception <laughs> of one. My dude. Ex- with the exception of the, the the national treasure that is John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, are all very similar to each other. They're just like. There. They're there. I say something, and then you say something. It's every character came off as like how I imagine some people read comic books, where it's just like, oh, oh, it's like, here's this like sort of smug, surly, badass kind of guy, but Mm -hmm. like not coming from, like, I don't know, like projecting that um, that same emotion onto every character in every scene in every like right because you know and the star michael jai white is mm-hmm. uh a martial artist and stuntman and mm-hmm. has done acting he played mike tyson that was the first place i ever saw him as he played okay. mike tyson in a hbo movie and he was great mm-hmm. um he's also in the dark knight um yeah. and he's really good in the dark knight so he is capable of doing good work um and then Martin Sheen, obviously, Oscar winner, yeah. you know, great actor. Um, uh, Nickel Williams is uh, the guy who plays Cogliostro, who's Obi-Wan Spanobi. And he <laughs> is, feels really miscast or just not directed. Like, he seems like he's in a completely different movie to everyone else. And he does the opening narration, which is god-awful. Longer the time! There was a time! Is that him? Okay. I think that's him, yeah. That's... All right. Um, yeah. So his most famous thing is he played Merlin in Excalibur. Oh. And there his sort of weird mannerisms made sense because mm-hmm. Merlin's weird. <laughs> and that <laughs> and that is cool. But in here, I don't know. It all it all just felt weird and it felt like it was not held together in any way. Yeah. No, I mean, that was like my major like because Martin Sheen. I know that guy can act. I've mm-hmm. seen Apocalypse Now. That's like a whole journey with that actor playing that character. Yep. And then you get to this and it it just if you picked a random spot in Apocalypse Now, like you would have a good chance of guessing where in this arc this yeah. character's at. Yeah. But like this film, there's no he's just the same in every like the same growly smug military man like every scene, every line he says is just like no 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 change whatsoever and that goes for every single character exactly. except except John Leguizamo let's all talk about John Leguizamo oh, John let's Leguizamo. make ourselves happy for him <laughs> yeah. <here>. no <laughs> <laughs> he's five of the farts no oh i'm not <laughs> but yeah. like he was i I mean, maybe he was like he was in the pest, so maybe he was. Maybe that's just like his thing, his fart humor. But like, I feel like that's on the writer and the director. He just did the best he could with awful right. material. I'm not saying John Leguizamo bad. Okay, I'm saying yeah, yeah. I fucking hated that 
character so much. (laughs) Like, almost to, like, it grossed me out so hard. And I don't get grossed out by that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. too easily Mm -hmm. because fart humor and is my jam i feel like because it's hilarious and but oh, when he did the green fart i was just like no no thank no oh, please stop that. i really like that they introduce him in the dark like it did anything to hide him <laughs> like they're like the lights are off i'm like i can see that's a blue clown yeah blue clown <laughs> right. yeah i get it yeah and also as soon as he steps out of that van for that birthday party as a parent I'm putting him back in that van and telling yeah. him to go down Why? the road. What parent would hire that evil-looking clown? That was one of the creepiest makeup jobs. Yeah, not right. not his normal makeup, but when he was in the, the happy clown makeup yeah. for the party with those red yeah. eyes. Yeah. That was upsetting. <laughs> that, the, and when his he was, teeth. Yeah, and his teeth. I know you're You just think about it. That was the most upsetting to part to party. me. And I was just like, you need to send this guy away. And then the fact that he like went up to Al and he, when he's all like, like half dead, he's like, there you are. I'm like, what the heck is this guy? I'm like, I don't know. This is creepy. <laughs> it's not a good cover. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a creepy clown. And I brought this like half dead homeless man to your yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, this half it's dead like... burned up homeless man. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's very it's very strange, but this is the thing. You hated him. I hated him. You hated him. Yes. But I But didn't... you felt something. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This I is didn't... a good movie. I don't think <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is I feel the same way. Like, he's loathsome. He is awful. And so John Leguizamo did a good job. But also, I didn't feel anything toward Al towards Spawn. I didn't feel anything toward Jason Wynn, except you should be doing better, <laughs> Martin Sheen. I didn't feel anything towards any of the characters, but because of the performance of John Leguizamo, I at least felt something. Well, I feel like with this, it's not so much like, okay, he's the only person I had some sort of reaction to. It was more like it was so overwritten to the point where it faulted like it made the movie so unwatchable for me unbearable unbearable yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like i almost wanted to throw up at times <laughs> it was just so gross and oh like, like when he ate the maggot pizza when he ate the maggot and you could pizza see, my buddy paused I watched this with a friend of mine and he paused it to show when John Legosamo obviously turned from the camera to do his spit like use a spit bucket <laughs> wait so what was it really was they were it really wax mag- worms they were real worms. worms but he just yeah <sighs> that's dedication man I Look, like John Legosamo he's a, he's a he good actor so small he, well was, this one he was they had him hunched over okay that's what I was thinking I was but, thinking that too I was also thinking of, I know this is controversial to say, but another very terrible movie, Moulin Rouge, uh, where he he is a tiny, he's a tiny man in that Mm -hmm. one. He's like walking around on his knees or something. Because the the guy he's based on lost like his, no, he had, I can't remember if he had a bunch of birth defects. Yeah, he had a bunch of birth defects, that guy. In the, in the movie? In In real life. life. Oh, it's based off of real people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Mulan. There's another movie called Mulan Rouge that is actually about Toulouse-Lautrec. Uh, this from the '60s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it was funny because we just recorded another episode of this. This is only for Project for Awesome. Uh, that episode was where I talk about how much I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and that's why I, I prefaced it. Uh, <laughs> a controversial mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, yeah I just recently I watched it and it. I was like, what is this thing that I am <laughs> speed ridden? <laughs> <laughs> so... I, That's well, where we differ, Nick and Perfectly Nick and fine. I. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about our favorite John Leguizamo performances then. You know what mine is, and it's weird? Huh. John Wick. It's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. I watched that before I came down here. Like, that's It's really good. He is so good in his two minutes of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> in both of them. He's in both of them, and he's mm-hmm. great in both of them, but he's only in there for a small amount of time. And he is like hilarious in the first one just because of how he's standing up to the mafia kid like <laughs> right. it's like oh yeah you thought that's funny right you thought that's funny you just steal this car and kill a dog you did this funny he's great yeah he's <laughs> amazing bill i actually favorite john leguizamo you see i'm about to say die hard too even though he doesn't have any lines in that what one. he was in die hard he's two? one of these one of the baddies what he's it's one of his first roles oh, okay like, it's like when john leguizamo was breaking onto the scene it's like you see someone and you're like, is that John? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like baby John Leguizamo's in that movie. Nice. Yeah. So Tuna? Like, yeah. Mine, I think, might be, uh, I forget what the movie is called. I think it's Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. I was going to say, Tybalt. I feel like. Same that, director as Mulan. That one. I have such a love-hate relationship with that movie because it simultaneously, yeah. and John Leguizamo specifically in it, turned me around on Shakespeare. Like, I hated Shakespeare when I was in high school and, like, thought it was horseshit and, like, fucking Shakespeare get is... It. Shakespeare is taught very badly. It's taught very badly. And that was the thing is, like, I watched that intro scene where he's riding around in the convertible with, like, Jamie mm-hmm. Kennedy. And watching that intro scene just put into stark contrast, like, oh, Jamie Kennedy is reading his lines like he doesn't know what they mean mm-hmm. because he doesn't. He's just rattling off Shakespeare and performing the blocking that the director told him. Yeah. And then John Leguizamo comes in and it's like, oh no, he's speaking. Like it's a language that I don't necessarily understand, but he's speaking it and I can pick up from context what he's mm-hmm. talking about, what's going on. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to go back and reread some of this stuff with that in mind. Well, this is why Shakespeare is really good for high level directors and really bad mm-hmm. for intro level directors because – a high level director, it's about homework and it's about dissecting every single line to know what yeah. does that mean? What does that mean? And putting it into terms that an actor will understand so they can say, oh, what I'm really saying with this line is I want to have sex with that person, mm-hmm. you know, or this one is, you know, I hate myself. Like that's what mm-hmm. the line means. And it, so few directors do that. And especially like, you know, I saw a bunch of Shakespeare at the University of Montana mm-hmm. when I was there. And like even even directors with a lot of experience do that. Like they're they're not breaking it down and breaking it apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, like Shakespeare is it's funny because it's one of the earliest things people learn. <laughs> right. But it's just it's so dense. And, and like it's good to expose people to it, I think. But right. every time I've been exposed to it, also, like, the instructor, I find out years later that the instructor had it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, talking about, how, like, oh, Romeo and Juliet, one of the great love stories. No, it isn't. 
it's <laughs> it's a tr- it's a tragic comedy kind of thing. Yeah. It's like it's anyway. Um, Spawn. Rachel, <laughs> what's your favorite John Leguizamo movie? I mean, I honestly don't remember m- much of John Leguizamo. Maybe like Ice Age or something. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I would probably <laughs> say Romeo and Juliet okay. that I can remember. Or Super Mario Brothers, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I changed my mind. Nice. Super Mario Brothers Hell is yeah. the pick. Okay. Because that movie I was also on. Yes, you were. Uh, <laughs> But I labeled that one as uh, a movie. So it was not, <laughs> That's not, right. Not bad movie. Like so. a movie yeah. that didn't belong on this podcast. Right. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. I'm on your side on that one. <laughs> That's I love that movie. That's what introduced me to John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this guy standing with Bob Hoskins that's as good as Bob Hoskins? Like, <sighs> I forgot about Heart that. Heartthrob. <laughs> Look, I hate that movie, but <laughs> I do like all of the performers in it. Yeah. Um, Nick and I clearly have like opposing <laughs> views on a lot of few things. We really do. Yeah. I think some of the important ones, though, we don't. Batman versus Superman is god awful. Oh, God. But there's so, no John Leguizamo in that one, so I think it's a bad example. <laughs> Fine. That's true. We both love John Wick. That is true. Yeah. So John go. Wick, good. Yeah. And John Leguizamo in John Wick is great. So. Yes. Okay, well, with with John Leguizamo out of the way, he's wonderful mm-hmm. as clown, and and he's upsetting, and and that I would definitely put on the script and on uh, the director of just making him upsetting. But also, John Leguizamo is clearly doing something, which brings up another thing. So I don't remember her name. I don't know her from anything else. Are you talking about the redhead mom from the OC? No. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about. Uh, Al's ex-wife is Wanda. Oh, yeah. She Wanda. was in Bad Boys. Okay, she was so blank and nothing in this until the actor got to play her being clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I thought that was weird. Because mm-hmm. then the actor had something to do. <laughs> right. I think before they were just like, here's your line. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah like, this movie don't exactly pass I'm, the Bechdel I'm, test. Yeah. No. Oh, she's in Space Jam, so. She's was Michael, she? She's yeah. Michael Jordan's wife in Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Okay, she was better in Space wow. Jam nice. than yeah. she was in here. She, I, I got a little, because the, the thing she does before she's clown in this movie, she says goodbye because she's driving somewhere. And then twice she has to go get her kid from Spawn. You're supposed to stay close to me. Yeah. yeah, like Net while I'm giving my presentation. Right. Yeah. One of her scenes is just to stand there and yell for a man to show up. What? When when Spawn like first comes back and oh, the birthday God, party, right. she runs over and like grabs her child and then doesn't run away, just stands there and yells until a man shows up. Yeah. Like Harry. what the F? Yeah. She needed backup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean still she- though. Pick her up and move. Right, yeah. Like, you gotta that's, go that's away. That's my thinking, is, like, to move away from the threat. Yeah. But, like, the, it's, it's a, again, it's a directing thing. They weren't, mm-hmm. the director was not helping oh, her yeah, understand yeah. who she is or what she wants. Oh, or it's definitely not her fault. It's... No, because once she's given something to do, she shines. Right. She mm-hmm. was really good. And it was, it was mm-hmm. funny, because I was, I was watching it last night. I was like... Oh, this is fun. <laughs> like, I get <laughs> right. it. This okay, and then and, and then that's over, and then yeah. she's back to being nothing. Yeah, again, and that is, it's 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 tragic, <laughs> like because you have talented actors and you're not giving them anything. No, the redheaded mom in the OC, 
Yes. She was in a, a few other things that I've seen. And I I think she was supposed to come back as a, another spawn or something if they did a sequel. That thing okay. ain't getting a sequel. No, it was, never did. Was this Martin Sheen's assassin friend? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. The one who dressed in the very uncomfortable but shiny pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The where only I... other woman, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the, the one where they had the shot of her butt as she was shooting at Spawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, are they showing the guns? Are they showing the butt? I don't get what's happening. It's not well framed any way you look at it. No. Like, it's not like, well, that's a nice butt shot. <laughs> Somebody accidentally turned the camera on and the editor was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah, I've so done weird. that. I, as an editor, I have like, well, I'm, I'm trying to put these two things together. I don't, but yeah, it, it's yeah. it's weird. The action is <sighs> okay. Here's the thing: <laughs> I like Spawn, the ideas mm-hmm. of Spawn. And so, okay. like, I read the comics a bit when I was in I don't know college, um, early college, so like mm-hmm. junior college. Uh, a friend of mine was into it. I was into it, um, and. I like the imagery and I like that idea of something coming from hell from a bad place. It's trying to do something good. Mm-hmm. Like that was a really cool thing. I like the design. Todd McFarlane is a really good artist and had some really cool designs. And when he was drawing Spider-Man, he, <clears throat> Spider-Man looked freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like Spawn. I also liked what Image Comics was doing at the time. So there's a lot in there. Todd McFarlane is a bit of a weird guy. I don't I don't know yeah. that much about him. So I'm not I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he's, you know, done anything wrong. But I've listened to some interviews and I keep saying, well, why would you say that? And, and that, <laughs> that's what I end up uh, coming back to. He got some offers from, I think, Columbia TriStar Pictures to do to buy the rights from Spawn. But he wanted control. He wanted creative control. Mm. And I think and I can say this pretty well i don't know if any of you guys read spawn i actually i was so curious because i was like i wonder how far off this was from the the original material Mm -hmm. so i read like the first two issues so that's as far as i got it's (laughs) not very far off i thought you were going to say because that poster you saw was so cool (laughs) (laughs) that you just went up to the comic book shop look this movie has a good poster the profile, of, it's not a profile. It is a good like, poster, but yeah. the poster my brother had, I think, was from the comics. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Which would make it a better poster. Yes. <laughs> Bill, you've read? I read, like, the first trade, but that was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have no memory of what was connected between this and, like, the comics now. Tuna? Yeah, never. Okay. So, pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh when you saw it, but then you read a couple... I read a cut like a few days ago. I read like the first two issues. Oh, okay. okay. So, so before you saw the movie, uh, after. Oh, right. You weren't on the. <laughs> I I had to watch this last night because I, my week has been full. This is the second real bad we've done this week. Um, so it's not that far off, which I feel is rare for nineties, eighties, and nineties superhero movies. The first mm-hmm. Superman, pretty accurate, like pretty darn accurate for nineteen seventy eight. Uh, then the rest of the Supermans, not so much. Uh, none of the Batmans, really, until you get into Christopher Nolan, but that's in the 2000s. So this was actually, and I remember thinking this at the time, whether or not the quality of the movie holds up, it's actually a fairly straightforward telling of this story. Mm-hmm. He's an assassin. He's killed. He's hired by Satan, basically Malbolgia to lead the armies makes a deal so he can go back um, and 
you know, tries to see his wife and realizes that's not going to work. Like he's mm-hmm. he's gone and then becomes a, 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 a force for good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also a killer and is trying to reckon with that. And that's in here. But it's also not well told. Yeah. And that's kind of like I'll get into this for how to fix it. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like after reading it some things became clear on how it could be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I think that it tells the story pretty straightforward, but yeah. the uh, the tone is very different, I would say. Thank you. That's kind of what I wanted to say, is like the tone of Spawn is, is not rock'em sock'em action. It's very sad. It's very quiet. Um it's it's very contemplative mm-hmm. like it's uh it, it's not <clears throat> action scene to action there is action in it but i always found it to be much more thoughtful mm-hmm. about what it was doing and you know it's a comic book and it depends on which writer was working on it and blah 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 all of those things but i agree the tone does not match this feels like a 90s action movie mm-hmm. yeah in terms of tone, even with like I was thinking of the uh, the the sequence with Clown driving the truck on top of the truck where he was on top of the truck and mm. then Spawn got his spawn <laughs> spawner cycle and <laughs> yeah. and uh, went after him. And it's like this feels like a 90s action movie, mm-hmm. like like kind of a Jean-Claude Van Damme wacky also. wacky. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it just feels wacky and that the comics never felt wacky. Um, we'll get into the animated series uh, later, but like oh, yeah. the animated series was never wacky. Um, so I don't know. I, it's a it, it's very strange. Bill, now your friend, yeah, that you watched this with, big Spawn fan, big Spawn fan, or moderate enough Spawn fan. He knew about Spawn as <laughs> much of, as much of a Spawn fan you could be right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a fair way to put it. There's there's no Spawn fans in 2019, so <laughs> as much as you can be. Yeah, they've been trying to plan that. They they were trying to plan a sequel for ages because the movie made money. It did. It did. It okay. did did pretty well. Hmm. Um, and then, and Walter Hill was attached to it, and I really like a lot of the work Walter Hill has done. He did uh, Forty Eight Hours, um, Crossroads. Um, what are some of his other ones? Crossroads, like the Britney no. Spears movie. Okay. Ralph Macchio. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, <laughs> uh, but he did it. He did a bunch of stuff and had a like he was a producer on Alien. Like he has a very thoughtful mm-hmm. style, and okay. uh, so yeah. he was also an executive producer and directed a bunch of Tales from the Crypt. Like mm-hmm. okay, so he was attached to it for a while, and then that fell apart. And now apparently Todd McFarlane's trying to reboot it. Um, mm, last I, I I was reading about this because Jamie Fox was attached. To yeah, it he was. Okay. Whoa. That would have been cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think <laughs> Jamie Foxx would have been better in that than he I mean, I had just recently watched Robin Hood. Now that is a good real bad. <laughs> uh, and uh he was like the best part in Robin Hood, basically. Uh, that makes sense. He's really he's one of those actors who shows up in a good <clears throat> or a bad movie and you're like, You make this better. Yeah. So John Leguizamo. Yeah, he and John Leguizamo <laughs> should team up. They would, have, they would have paired off really well. Too well, probably. They yeah. would have. And I think that's one of the things for me is I, I also, I just don't think Michael J. White was 
he was still really fresh. He was still very fresh. Um, he, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say because he didn't get direction, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't right. know for sure. I wanted that character to be someone I could like and someone I was connected to, and I just mm-hmm. never was. It just felt like there was a wall up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. But anyway, your friend, yeah. Um, what did he think of this movie? Oh, he knows it's really dumb and stupid. Okay. <laughs> like he, he I, I, I was texting him like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do spawn for real bad. And he was like, Oh, the movie with Luigi. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. 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 And he was like, Oh yeah, I have it. And it was one of, cause he, he has, but it's, it's one of his like guilty pleasure joke watches because yeah. as I was watching it with him again, I hadn't watched this movie in a solid 20 years. Right. And he's pausing and like, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> and I'm like, when's the last time you saw this movie? And he's just like, oh, I watch this movie all the time. But Why not- would you do that to yourself? Because <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's just a fun, stupid movie for some, not for us. <laughs> but he's, he's I, I have those. Yeah. I have those movies that if, you know, if if you guys were at my place, you'd be like, why do you own this? Yeah. Be like, because I just, I love it as background noise and I can walk in and go, yeah. this is terrible. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> um, and for some people, that is Spawn. Mm-hmm. Not for us in this room. No. No. And he, he was like, you know, like, this is what they did differently and this is what they did differently. He, he was able to point some things out that made me go, I wish they had done that. Um, just like, you know, the comics and the show are more about the fight for this person's soul yeah. and more about good versus evil. I got none of that from the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm told they really want him to lead the army. I don't know why still. I'm told they really want to like make him kill this guy. I don't know why. There's no, I didn't get the sense of how they were trying to corrupt his soul, soul by any means. It seems like I get that he got the really bad deal in terms of he's a burnt crispy guy now, but he also got some sweet superpowers, and I didn't see the downside of that in the movie. This is the thing too. Um, if you're hell, why would you pick him? Someone who has mm-hmm. a conscience, yeah, yeah, and is not really into the bloodshed and anything. You know, there's this part in the very beginning where he's talking to Sheen, and he's like, Sheen's like, "You're a psychopathic killer who kills without any remorse or mm-hmm. thought." Mm-hmm. Solid Martin Sheen impression. But then, like, why would he? Why would his big part of his character, the first part that we see of Al's character, be? Why'd you let me do that? Because there were uh, bystanders. Bystanders. Yeah, yeah he was upset about a mission he was on. And it's like, if you really were like this, like crazy psychopathic killer or whatever, mm-hmm. then you would not be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's my thing. Like, I think that could have been worked in that he was maybe he was numb to everything. He'd mm-hmm. done two tours in you know Afghanistan or whatever, and then he became a, a hired killer, and then you know, decided, yeah, I'll lead your armies, but here's the thing. The only thing that he's connected to is Wanda. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. And then he can go back. But in this, it was more like Wanda was sort of a, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's kind of like sort of a prize, a trophy that he has that he's obsessed with, but it's not like the only thing he cares about. And that I think could have been interesting. Like that having him, then having him reckon with it because his whole thing is he wants revenge on bad people. 
mm-hmm. in this movie. Like it's laid out very clearly. Like he doesn't want to hurt anybody who's not guilty. Right. He, he wants to get revenge on the people who did him wrong. <clears throat> so I'm kind of like, what does hell want? Why is hell so obsessed with him? And I never got a clear picture of that. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fine if they'd have said, no, 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 we need someone who is on that line. We need somebody because we need to corrupt them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they never say that. <laughs> right. So therefore, I'm just like, I don't understand why you want him to, to lead your armies. He's also not this great tactician. He's a he's a he gets his ass kicked all the time in this movie. He does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's a major plot problem. The redhead lady gets a drop on yeah. him twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Well, and I don't know the comic books at all. I just assumed that a lot of these problems came from the fact that it was an adaptation that was like Mm -hmm. doing that sort of like I enjoyed Snyder's uh, adaptation of Watchmen sure but like it's there's so much of it that it's like not it doesn't come close to like capturing Mm -hmm. what happens in that graphic novel because like and that's that's what I felt like was sort of missing like a more extreme version with this where it's like oh there's it feels like there's a lot that happens in the comic books that's not being translated because it's a lot more subtle or like takes longer to play out. So we're getting like all the surface level stuff, but then it still seems like it's trying to keep super close with like, I don't know, the occasional like camera work where he's like sitting up there and the cape is flowing in the Oh, we didn't talk about the cape. Yeah, like <laughs> stuff like that where it's like, okay, clearly that shot, a lot of care went into that. Or, But like the voiceover seemed like, oh, like I could just picture it as those big yellow boxes that comic book yeah. writers put in there when they're like, well, how do I insert this organically? <laughs> eh. I, I, uh, comic so book also things. has like 15 pages. Right. Yeah. It's like you got 120 pages, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. <sighs> um, Stepping back to something you said that goes into what Rachel said, I think is interesting that the tone doesn't match the comic. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I, it's been too long since I've read Spawn, so I don't know if the plot 100% matches up. I know that there are characters in the comic book that are not present in this movie, but it doesn't feel like they really invented much. Like, this is the problem I have with a lot of comic book movies is they just sort of like, put him in a bat costume and we'll call him Batman. He murders everyone, though. I don't care. You know what he did have uh, similar to one of the Batmans? Hmm. I'll I'll show you guys. He did this. (laughs) (laughs) Which is he turns his whole body because he can't turn his neck. He can't can't turn his head. (laughs) He he has to turn his shoulders. (laughs) But it also, like... So here's a comic book movie as an example that completely rewrote the script for the most part of what the comic was. The adaptation was vastly different, but it like 100% matched the tone, and that's The Crow. Mm. So if you go and read the graphic novel of The Crow, which is really interesting and wonderful um, and dark and sad, that's the thing. It's like it is a sad, mournful comic, right? Like and it's in this black and white and it's drained of everything, um, and at the end you're not happy about anything. Yeah, like right. at the end you're just like, well, revenge has been had, but we're all still miserable. You know, like this is, and that movie captured that. Like the it didn't it didn't hit them beat for beat, and you couldn't like that thing is all over the place. That comic is all over the map because he did it. Some of it was in an actual comic book. Some of it was in more like. Uh, um, 
like newspaper style mm-hmm. comic book panels hmm. and that was it. And but he told a, com- a relatively complete story, but it doesn't hold up in a linear way. So what they did was they matched the tone. So this doesn't r- really match the tone of Spawn, which is something that Rachel said. But you yeah. could do that even if you changed things. So I think it's both a crap movie and a crap adaptation, even yeah, though I can see it's fairly accurate. Like, that's the weird thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I guess that's, I just didn't formulate my thought very well. It's like, that's that's the same thing that I think I'm picking up on, which is all, all of the stuff from the comic book seems like it was taken from a very surface level understanding of it mm. without an understanding of, like, the tone or, like, what that message is or, like, what's going on underneath the hood of that comic. Like, right. all of the stuff that makes that comic good you know, it's, the, the, it's the, no, let, let's just put the characters like have marionettes that like look kind of janky and let's get that costume 100 percent. Right. Yeah, right. Let's get, you know, let's make sure that the clown actually says his name is Violator. Let's make sure it's not Satan. It's Malbolgia. <laughs> right. Let's make sure all of these things. But let's make sure and just mention off the fact that if you use up your energy, you'll die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that necessary? Yeah, right. in this movie? Like that yeah. could be in a sequel for all we care. There's a point, yeah, the old man is up there and he's like, be careful of using up all of your power, you'll die. (laughs) And that's the only thing. Yeah, how do you measure that? Is there like a... a meter on your suit that like there you have is to in recharge? the comics though is there okay yeah, yeah. there's this there's these numbers in the uh, comic that when i was first reading it didn't understand what they were uh-huh. i was like are those dates what is that and it turns out oh yes i was <laughs> looking at that and i was like why are there not those not all those nines and then i got ticked down the next issue and it was weird. That's uh-huh. it, counting down his power until he dies now. and it feeds off of his soul or just all people like I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. Okay, I can't fair, remember. And there was a Spawn video game where that was a big part of it, where you uh, had to keep, like, I think you had to keep recharging that at huh. some point. Did okay. the video game look as good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. It's> <laughs> healthy. All the Malbolgia stuff is actually just from the from video the video game. game. Yeah. I do I, remember when Spawn shows up in Soul Calibur. Oh. And it, Oh, it's, yeah. it's a thing. It's a, it happened. I loved that. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I loved. God, I loved Soul Calibur. <laughs> did I, they go ahead? No, go right <laughs> there's ahead. There's nothing to say. Uh, yeah. Did they explain? Because so there's like the thing with the green gas or gas like. I was wondering about this stuff. too. There's like there's the thing where he has the green gas all over him mm. or smoke. It's like necro something. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, but then in the in like there are some parts where it turned red was that like i feel like they've just barely touched upon that in the movie i don't remember that because at at the at the birthday party clown gives uh the daughter a like a a A doll doll. and it spits out green and i was like "Uh oh that could be something later cursed doll it's nothing it's nothing nothing. oh we could have a cursed doll scene yeah i totally thought that that would have been great Whatever disease they kept talking about, the heat stuff. Yeah, I'm like, is that is that the disease particles? Oh, right, he did out? turn like, red at the birthday party because he was. It was like he, he was, was. He was like angry, and I thought maybe like the green gas or whatever yeah. is him, where he's his soul is still okay. But why is the clown's farts green? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, I I don't know. And like, there's I, some parts where like his his like 
green smoke turns red, like mm-hmm. his eyes turn red with the green smoke. And I'm like, okay, was this supposed to be something? Well, and that seemed, something? see now, just from my memory, that seemed like a creative license thing. They just went like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if his eyes turned red and they had red smoke? <laughs> I feel like that's all it was because I don't remember yeah. that ever in the comics, huh. ever in the series, ever in... That's in... like the embodiment of this movie. Wouldn't it be cool if this <laughs> yeah. happened and had no connection or explanation to the rest of the plot or tone or anything else of this movie? Wouldn't it be cool if Spawn said, damn. Oh, fucking hate that part. Oh, God, I forgot. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of this movie that I just sort of blocked out after watching it. Oh, yeah. It's an easy to forget immediately yeah. movie. It shouldn't be. No. Yeah, you wouldn't it, think so. It's but. the the ideas. If you talk, like you tell somebody the ideas of this, you could be like, "Wow, <laughs> right. there's a there's a lot going on uh-huh. with this thing." But it it is. It's very easily forgotten. Much like most '90s action movies. Yeah. There are very few '90s action movies that have stood the test of time. Way more '80s action movies mm-hmm. because '80s action movies went with it. Like they they went crazy. You know. Um, and a lot of like real effects. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes movies. Side side note: I recently rewatched or watched. I don't remember if I've ever seen uh, Alien, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This movie looks damn good. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks because it's all real. That alien's real." And uh, that's something I want to kind of touch upon with this movie. In that this, like, we're talking about how this is like B for beat, action, 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 action. And then like weird star wipes and like burn wipes when we're going between <laughs> scenes. But uh, <laughs> Nick mentioned earlier how the comic is not boring, but they take time. Like there, there's drama. It's patient. It's patient. There's drama. Uh, and then I think about Alien. There's a lot of quiet moments in Alien. Like they're in a giant spaceship and there's an alien somewhere in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And like they inhabit that same place. But it's not like Ripley is like riding her motorcycle through the spaceship to go do like a double backflip gun shoot to to keep the alien. (laughs) Maybe she should have. Maybe that's what we should have learned from Alien 4. But with Spawn, there was never like there was no contemplation of what had become. No. And there could have been. Yeah. like It's it's weird to think about what the comic was. And I don't want this specific movie to be any longer. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a very good point. But maybe this is how we would have fixed it was make it a little longer. Like actually realize what happened. I thought that was going to happen when he yeah. got up onto the rooftops. Honestly, yeah. when he got up there, I thought we were going to have moments of him just sitting there and maybe having a meaningful conversation mm-hmm. with this poor kid mm-hmm. or something. But no, he's just got guns. It was also weird to see a lot of cuts in this movie. Like in the very beginning, uh, we see him. He has a, a conversation of Wynn or Martin mm-hmm. Sheen. And then he goes to the location and then Martin Sheen is there. And then there's a scene where it's like the clown is talking. And then immediately after there's a scene where the clown and spawn are talking. And it's like, what time has passed? <laughs> like you, you were just talking over there and now you're here with him. And it's just like, why didn't you just do the thing there? Why are you, I, I don't. Yeah. That's a classic screenwriting thing. It's like, why didn't you combine these two things? Like why like, it's so weird. Like even when like he goes when he comes back from hell, he's all burnt. And then clown meets him, and then he was like, "Well, you want to know what just happened?" It was, it was like, <laughs> forgot about that. It was so weird. I don't know if that's this. I don't think that's what he. I don't know if that's what he said, but it was just. No, it is. I think it's like almost verbatim. He's like, "Don't you want to know what happened?" And then he takes him back to see <laughs> what happened. But it's like you could have just showed us what happened. Look, 
<laughs> Rachel acknowledged that that was a really good John Leguizamo clown impression. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else did, and frankly, I was hurt. just drawn in by it. Uh, you transform for a second. I was <laughs> so confused um, when he was like when he falls through the tunnel and then yeah. comes out in that next place, I thought that was hell. And I was like, mm-hmm. why are there pigeons in hell? <laughs> so I, I, I had weird memories of this movie and it like, I'm glad rewatching. I'm not really glad about this movie at all. <laughs> nobody's but glad. I, nobody's, nobody's glad. I had memories of this movie cause the slums like in my memory before rewatching it were like an element of hell. Yeah, I thought it was like hell or limbo. Yeah. That's what it felt like because he was like encountering these people like Cogliostro was down there mm-hmm. and then it feels like, yeah, like limbo I think is a really good, like there's yeah. purgatory. like, And in the in the series, it was played a little bit more like that as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like these are, this is where the lost go mm-hmm. type okay. thing. But that, I, I don't know, maybe they cut that out where they talked more about it, but like the, the architecture, like why is the architecture in that part of the city different than everywhere else? Cause mm-hmm. that was the thing that yeah. threw me. The architecture was so Gothic and, mm-hmm. you know, and weird and like these long, tall scaffolding thing. Like it was all over the map. It was like from a different film. So I also thought, Oh, he's in hell. I think how they, if they could have completely fixed that, except that I have in my whole head restructuring this all together to fix it. But to fix that confusion, all they would have to have done is show him falling through the flame tunnel and to actual hell directly and then falling out of a flame tunnel into this place. Mm -hmm. So that way you have the distinction between, Mm. okay, he was in hell just now and now he got spat out into this other place that's not hell. Well, I think... This is a good place to segue into how we would fix it. Okay. So, Rachel, let's start with you. So, I was reading, when I read the comics, I thought the most... So, going back to how we were saying how we didn't feel anything for any of the characters except Clown, um, I actually did not like Al. Like, I didn't... Hmm. Like I oh, okay. actively didn't like him because he was not a likable character. And the first thing that I got when I first started reading the first issue of, of Spawn was that Al was doing a good deed. Like he was saving a woman from this like gang of men who were, were like trying to rape her and stuff. And I think that there's a term for this. I forgot what it's called where we have no uh, way to like Al in in the beginning of the movie. And mm-hmm. so there's no turn turning point for him. We always just didn't like him. I think if we if it's not so much an origin story where they start where the issue starts, the first issue starts, where he's already spawn and he's doing a good deed because we already know like, OK, there's this superhero creature who is doing something good oh right i forgot about Mm -hmm. that yeah you don't learn about how he and he's got burned up until like many issues later yeah and Mm. he's completely like he gets trickles like 
trickle down of memories and I think that part is so interesting where he's just like this tragic character who's like I have to do this thing this good thing because I feel compelled to do it but also I feel compelled to do bad things but also I have this memory of this beautiful woman in my brain and like I think that gives Wanda more of a purpose and his character more of a purpose. Right, because then he has to solve a mystery. Then he has to solve mm-hmm. a mystery. And that's also how, like, basically just get a little bit, like, match the tone of the comics. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, it was also a mystery because they're trying to figure out why all of a sudden these, uh, like, high powered uh, gangster guys were being fed their own hearts. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of like then there's these two detectives who are like on the case and trying to figure it out. And I think that that is just a way more interesting story because it doesn't like origin stories are great. But I think that it would have worked if they started from like if they started backwards with Spawn. And it still would be an origin story. Exactly. It's just how you tell it. Yeah. Would feel different. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the Batman, the 89 Batman. Because in 89 Batman, he's Batman at the beginning. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pick up the threads as we go. And then it's just more of a thing of him revealing himself to the world at the end. So, okay. Tuna, hmm. what do you think? How would you fix it? Um, I mean, not burn it all the way down, <laughs> but like, like at least start with a better director. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be... If you have somebody who's directing those actors, I feel like a lot more of my issues would be overlooked. And someone who knows to use practical effects as much as you can and then supplement those with the CG. Yeah. Like, because that, I mean, there was just so much stuff where it was like, no, because it's entirely CG and 1997, it's just not. And there was so much of it that, yeah, like whatever teams were working on it, like the budget obviously did not cover everything that they needed it to cover. Like there were like the big wide sweeping shots in hell. They were literally like for the foreground elements, like they were blurred out a little bit, but you could still see giant pixels that were just like blurry around the edges. And it's like, okay, maybe hell shouldn't have pixels. And the the other, I don't know what to call the other spot the the other, I was gonna bring the, up the, the other the little baby spots. spots. They're <laughs> yeah. so funny. But they look like the, and they're like people. Yeah, people. yeah. they look they, they look like like the Mortal Kombat background characters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or like they, wrestling they, games when you get in there and it's like the same five people. Yep, and they yep. like same two moves. In the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they looked uh, to me like stop motion, like bad stop motion. <laughs> animation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like because there was one that, like his head went burp, burp, uh, <laughs> up and down and yeah. i was like whoa yeah and it's just like all sorts of decisions like that the soundtrack the soundtrack was a recipe full of things that i loved oh that just like did nothing like i i really like tom morello is probably my favorite guitarist of all time mm-hmm. like i really like the prodigy uh, like I'm into the Crystal Method and like and Slayer and and Marilyn Manson and all these names that were all over the soundtrack like stuff that I'm into because because I was a boy that grew very up in the 90s era. yeah very right. 90s but then they like everything was all mashed up and I'm like okay so this is like the worst of both of these artists combined and it's just yeah. like no it's like just 
it was almost put, yeah yeah it, it was like they went to corn and they were like can we get this song and they're like no right okay but, but can we get your aesthetic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean yeah. it's yeah, i don't know and it's bonkers because like the matrix is probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time and t- turned me onto so much music that i listened to two years later two years later and sense. it's like and some of those same artists the prodigy marilyn manson rage against the machine that's where i learned who those artists were were from that soundtrack and this feels like such a missed opportunity so like yeah i guess above all else like just give me a better soundtrack like, <laughs> they went too edgy yeah. did that burn that intro to the ground that yeah intro that was on the like, over. That bad fonts like and it's like Edgy and the whole time. It's trying to be uh, even, and the end credits are trying to be. They're trying to ape off of seven. Mm -hmm. Like you can just tell, like all of that. And look, seven was a trendsetter. Like Mm -hmm. it, it changed a lot of cinema. Um, and so you know, sure. Oh yeah, but um, (laughs) that was. I mean, but it was fairly obvious. That's what put uh, Jeff Cronenworth and David Fincher together. Was that intro? Yeah, it was. Um, I did a whole presentation on it in uh, design school. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> so, loves me some seven. <laughs> Bill, how would you fix this? I wouldn't go too far off from Rachel's idea where mm-hmm. you should start not in the very beginning. You should start some point farther into the story where Spawn is already an existing entity. Things are going down. Other people are discovering things about him rather than him having everything to explain to him by a clown. Oh, in media res. Is that the phrase you were looking for earlier? I couldn't remember. No, it's like, it's like something, the definition it's where the main character does something Mm -hmm. good in the beginning to where you automatically like them. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it's called. It's like the, I don't know. I thought maybe Nick would know. I have but no idea. We'll find it out tomorrow. It's, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet uh, at us. Um, I will. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, I would start farther into the story. I would – it needed direction. It really – I think we, we've we talked about John Lego's Zamo's performance, and I, I think he put all of his heart into that script. It was just a very bad script. I think that needed a polish. Uh, I think the special effects where they didn't look good should have just been – demolished and by that i mean they they like you know you you have this hellscape which is a, a 1997 video game but worse just have him sitting on a throne just do that <laughs> just get a puppet it would have been a little better puppet and shadow puppet and shadow yeah. um and then no problems with the soundtrack i do have one small problem and i hate to pick on it one small problem <laughs> well it's it's going to be literal in a second martin sheen <laughs> I think is a good actor, mm-hmm. but whenever he stood next to anyone to be intimidating, he was easily a foot shorter than everyone. <laughs> Cause there are scenes where he's pointing a gun at Michael J. White's face. And it's just like, you can knock that out of his hand. You are <laughs> right. bigger than him. You are so much larger than him. You are the intimidating one in this room, but everyone's treating Martin Sheen. Like he's the shit. Like he's going to beat everybody up. Maybe he and John Leguizamo should have traded places. Maybe. 
Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> but he yeah, just, I don't think I don't think Martin yeah. Sheen could have done what John Leguizamo did. He, yeah. he has the weight of an actor, but they made that performance seems like it had more physicality to it than he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to like be like, oh, you're too short for this. But it's like you were a little small for that one. I do, was just on an episode of uh, Cage Club where we were talking about Interview with the Vampire. And look. You shoot it right, Tom Cruise comes off as intimidating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can do it. You just need to you need to block everybody correctly mm-hmm. and, and everything. And that's a experienced director, you know. Um, this uh, DePay was was not a, an experienced director in working with actors and and then marrying that working with actors to working with camera um, in a way. So I think that's what you're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> so do something about the blocking or make Martin Sheen taller. <laughs> and then, because even next to the clown, he's not that much taller. And that's the short. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And clown's supposed to be the shortest one. And uh, yeah, start in the middle, not in the middle, but start farther into the story and take moments to reflect on this dark thing, these dark things that are happening. Because right now it's just an action I don't want to say comedy because it wasn't funny, but it had the structure of an action comedy. Yeah, it was, it was like a almost like a buddy comedy yeah. uh, feel to it. Um, I agree with most of these and what I would do. I think for me, I would not go too far off of this script. I would say a polish is needed because there's a few things that it's like, well, why? Why? Why that? You don't need that. Um, I would make clown and violator the the ultimate antagonist in the movie mm-hmm. um and that would and build to that um for the finale as opposed to the weird uh chemical weapons thing and oppo- and flashes of hell ideas of hell <laughs> things like that something that we can be f- experience as a foreboding something and not be shown something that is really not up to scale. It's not up to spec, right? Like this is not, this is something that a student would show me and I go, okay, good. All right. Good, good start. <laughs> yeah. Let's good uh, start. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Um, but you've got a lot of problems here that you got to work out. This, yeah. this, the, 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 all of the stuff in hell did not belong in a cineplex in 1997. Yeah. Like that is unfortunate. Um, Everything that was happening on Earth, for the most part, all that CG, even sometimes the CG wasn't great, I could deal with it. The cape was not great. They were trying something new. But if you get rid of all of that hell stuff, maybe you can spend a few more pixels on the cape. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but like flashes of it. And then you just have clown who at first you think is just a clown, you know, this weird guy. And then slowly he reveals powers and slowly he becomes, you know, and then in the end he's violator. And oh, no, this is bad. And they have to figure out how to kill him. And I actually liked the... Um, I liked that fight that they had. I mm-hmm. liked the fight. I don't like how it led up to it. I don't like how um, where it fits in the story, but I like the fight and I like his chains sawing off his head. Like I thought that was kind of cool, but it didn't like it's great as a short, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> right, a short yeah. film. Um, so I would I would streamline it that way. And you can have Wynn, who in the comics is a background character that is just looming there. And the idea of like capitalist America is, <laughs> you know, yeah. see, I think like when reading the comics, there's this interesting, um, use of storytelling was when they use the, 
newscasters. Oh yeah, and they had the different. Three I forgot different about that ones. in here, and I thought that was so interesting because they had the like quote unquote straight news, and then they had like the pop news, like mm-hmm. oh my god, they're dressed like that kind of thing, and then they had like uh left wing Alex Jones type person <laughs> I don't really know exactly who the, the <laughs> second person was but um I thought that that was kind of interesting because it's like the newscasters in a way was like playing for the souls of America oh interesting and okay. I think mm. that that is the side plot that was missing in the movie was that there is no like okay we have uh, the virus kind of thing but like and then they had his lackey or the his uh, Al's partner who had to lie for him and then the like it was all disconnected. It was all disconnected. It's all very literal as well, yeah. which is something that what you're talking about is very much more subtext. There's no subtext mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like, okay, yes, we have a main character here who is fighting for his soul, but also this whole thing is about the soul of, we could say America or the world or whatever mm-hmm. we want right. to, you know, however we want to spin it. Um, because this movie does something that a lot of the mainstream, I don't want to say mainstream media because that's not appropriate, but it's kind of like how a lot of people talk to each other in that they don't acknowledge the horror of of war for being like, yes, it is horrible, but that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. They do that. And that's sort of what's happening in this movie. It's playing it off as like that's that's just there. And there's no talk of like the soul of humanity. Right. 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 Humanity. That's a better place yes, to put it. Yes. That's so, what I was thinking. Yeah. So you could so you could insert that into here. That could be something and it doesn't even have to be overplayed, but that's not present. But there is a greater battle going on and they even allude to that greater battle. Like the greater battle is like if they can get Al, they can march on heaven, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's I don't know, there's not a lot uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it needed that. It needed some subtext that's just not here. Mm-hmm. And that, so, yes, I agree. Um, Comic's good. I I didn't want, I didn't read a lot of it, but the very few that I did read, I was like, this is a lot in this. Image mm-hmm. really started out knocking a few things out of the park. They And Spawn was at the top. Like, Spawn mm-hmm. was their big flagship, I think. I don't think they had a bigger... But Image is a, you know, they, they really did start well, and I just don't... I think they were right at the end of the comic boom. Mm. And so they started well, but then it just all kind of came crashing down. So that's unfortunate. Mm. Um, But anyway, okay. That's how we each would fix it. I think this thing (laughs) is, is a bit of a mess. Um, So now it's time to rate this thing and how we would each rate it. We each have our own rating systems. This is attack of the clones for me. It's, (laughs) it's hard to watch. A lot of the effects, uh, the effects in attack of the clones are better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but oh, it's boy. still but it's still like like there's too much there's too much so you didn't need to do all of the cg like yeah. you, you don't need to do that for god's sakes pull back just pull yeah. do some practical shit my man um have actual tiny spawns dancing in the background yeah, yeah. do literally anything other than a fire tunnel that looks like a screensaver yeah <laughs> 
did look like a screensaver. It looked like there's a lot of that in here. This is like that looks like a screensaver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Attack of the Clones. Bill, what's your rating system? Uh, I have a son who I love very much, and I rate these movies by how far I want to keep these movies away from him. Uh, I wouldn't send this straight to hell, but <laughs> CGI hell. It's CGI hell. But I don't know. The, the only reason I really don't want him to see this is because this movie reminds me of so many phases that 12 and 13 year old kids have. Because yeah. when Rachel brought up the Spawn poster, I was like, that's probably exactly where my Limp Biscuit poster went. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that. I recognize that's what kids do. But it's like, oh, really? Do I have to deal with this? You're gonna. I'm gonna. There's gonna be to. whatever, it's whatever in in, yeah. in ten years. What, whatever you're in 10 gonna years. have to deal with whatever future Limp Biscuit is. Oh God, <laughs> probably just gonna be Limp Biscuit again. Right? It could yeah, be. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna come back around. So that that's the only reason I want to keep this very far away from him is just I don't want to have to deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> gonna have your own nightmare to deal with, man. God. Tuna, how would All you right. rate it? My rating is based on uh, what food it reminds me of. And this one, heavily inspired by the soundtrack, but it's a little thing called What You Got Stew, mm. which uh, is a term. So I used to work on a TV show that had like locations all over the country and you would like go into backwoods, like middle of nowhere kind of thing. And there was one team that went to deep in the Yukon in Alaska and like you could only get there by plane, which was flown by the guy who was on the show. And so like you'd go out there and you only had the food that you brought with you and like whatever he would trap while they were out there. And so in order to make sure that you had enough food when it's like 40 below, because, you know, you lose a lot of calories when you're shivering that much, you would instead of at the end of meals, like if there were leftovers or like stuff on your plate still, you'd just like shovel that into a pot outside the door that was frozen. And then at the end of the week, you warmed up what you got stew that was full of whatever like breakfast foods. There was like pancakes and eggs in there and like sandwiches and like just bits of whatever. And this movie, much like this movie, just whatever you can find laying around, get tossed in there with no respect for how they should fit together. I'm just a little like, confused by your your grading. So what is it's not, the... It's just what food it reminds me of. Oh, a food. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the food yes. is what you got stew because it's just like, I'm not... There's good ingredients in there and there's a lot of bad <laughs> ingredients in there. And I when you put them all together, it's just like, I don't even want to really think about I it. I don't like any of What yeah, I've enjoyed about know. this is I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's, I know. I was trying to figure out how do I explain this to people who have no idea Because Tuna and is. I used to work together yeah. like before, before SciShow. <laughs> yeah. So, this is delightful. It's, yeah. But it just sounded like the grossest stew I've ever heard of. And that's kind of how I felt about this. Okay. Rachel? My grading system is pretty simple and boring. Uh, my, it's, it's like how you would grade uh, regular movies uh, or good movies, except that I move the bell curve way down. <laughs> um, so an A is this movie is a, a movie. Like maybe, maybe it doesn't uh, belong on here. It didn't utterly fail. Uh, yeah, and uh, F is uh, Batman versus Superman. Why would you put this in front of my eyes kind of thing? Uh, I would say this is a D minus. Okay. It's not as hard to watch as Batman Superman. It isn't, but See, it's... we agree on some things. <laughs> there you go. 
It was an 18%. This is why this works. We yeah. we can agree about the bad things yeah. or some yeah. of the bad things. Um, some of the bad things. Yeah. But yes, I would say D minus. It's I would say it's pretty close to like burn it to the ground kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. there I think that there are some things that you could do to make it up to a movie at least. <laughs> Get it up to movie status. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, at this point, we're going to go to our last uh, segment, which is Real Good, where we recommend something real good for you to watch, uh, in this case, instead of this. <laughs> and uh, if you're interested in Spawn, check out the, I think it's 1998 uh, HBO series um, that was animated, and mm-hmm. it was quite good. Uh, it only did two seasons, and it's probably streaming. I actually think it's streaming on Amazon for free. Uh, right now Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's got uh, Keith David one of my favorite actors uh, doing the voice of Spawn and it's it's really good a lot of interesting characters I think the work they do with Clown is really creepy (laughs) in that and uh, so yeah check it out it's just called Todd McFarlane Spawn and it's two seasons and I think it's worth watching uh, if you're into that kind of thing especially if you like animated stuff I think the animation is also really cool and different and there's like sex and stuff it's, it's like <laughs> so on hbo i realized oh you can do anything on hbo <laughs> this is before game of thrones you know like, <laughs> right yeah. you're like holy crap it's animated sex weird anyway bill what's your real good <laughs> um, i've got two real goods uh michael J. white's best movie <gasps> is am i about to take yours no 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 but it's it's, it's a, a film called Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. It's a real good send up to the black exploitation films of like, You recommended this before. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. He's funny in it. He's got good comedic timing. Yeah. Plus, he is a good martial artist. He is. And what was interesting to me about Spawn is how none of that you saw. So, <laughs> right. No, he did two kicks did some, in the whole movie. Kicks. It's because he couldn't move his uh, neck. That's a very good move his body. <laughs> he could not move in so, that suit. And this one, even though it's a really good comedy, he's got some really some fun martial art moves going on. And it's, it's, it's a fun, goofy movie. Yeah. You know, now they would do all that mocap. That would all be motion capture. He'd that's just true. be wearing pajamas. Oh yeah, like Iron Man and Spider Man. So think about that. Then he could do his actual martial arts. That would have been, be been better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like that recommendation because, like, I feel like Michael Jai White. Like that made me think he's a good actor because it's hard to act bad on purpose. Yeah, and mm-hmm. make it and like nail that specific era yeah. and genre and like. Uh, there's like so much that went into that, and I feel mm-hmm. like he nailed it, and it was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's a fun movie. Check it out. And then the other all the acting he didn't do here went into Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna say the other real good. It might be a real sad. Is uh, Roger Ebert's review of Spawn? <laughs> uh, he, I, I don't. I haven't have any, read this yet. I have to. Oh, read it. I, I won't. I won't give it all away. But the it's it's three point five out of four stars. And not this is not a verbatim quote, but he compares it to Blade Runner and Metropolis. That's all I'm gonna give you. I can't tell how serious he is, and you have to read it. It's because like he's a very good writer and mm. very good at cinema. Like he understands it and everything. So I'm reading it and I'm going, "Is this review just a piece of art?" Is <laughs> like I can't tell because he he's done that it. before. Oh, yeah, he did that for the Garfield movies. Yeah. Where the Garfield movies, he wrote the review, I think, in the per- from the perspective of Garfield. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so, so, yeah. 
So yeah, I definitely say read that. I'll post it on the Patreon okay. so everybody can go check it out. <laughs> Tuna, Yay. what's your real good? My real good, uh, I decided to go with another great film that came out. Not another, a great film that came out this year because this one is not in that category. 97. 97, The Fifth Element. Which I love that movie is an amazing movie and like amazing effects all the way through. It looks wonderful. The acting is great. it is one of the most beautiful films. Yeah, and it, like that's what turned me on this movie is because I was like, <laughs> oh, this came out the same year as Fifth Element. Like, no, I'm not giving it credit for like being ahead a little ahead of the curve on like technology. It's like, no, you should have had your shit together. What were you thinking? Fifth yeah. Element. It was right there. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Real good. But okay. Rachel, what are your feelings on the fifth element? I love fifth element. Okay, I'm the my only... cat's name. Yeah. Un, un. Okay, my cat's name is Lilu. I did not <laughs> uh, name her after Lilu Corbin Dallas, but it was an accident. But then after I realized, I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's yeah. good. Happy my cat accident. is red. Uh, is like a reddish type. Has reddish and black and white on her. So I can appreciate the 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 artistry of that movie, but I do not like it. Really? It's oh. too... Wacky? Yeah. It's, I can it's, see that. It's too yeah, wacky I, for I me. Can like I can that. see it in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> my I, eyes were saying, wacky. I can see exactly what I like in my brain that you would hate. I do, but I do appreciate it. And mm-hmm. like, uh, there are elements of it I do like. I really like uh, Chris Tucker. Tucker in he's, there. I think he's, he's hilarious. So good. Yeah. yeah um, and I, there are great comic beats in it. Like the moment where he's le- the the guy outside the who's bringing him his lunch and everything reads his email. He's like, "All right, what does my what does my mail say? You are fired." <laughs> like that is funny. Right. Yeah. Like it's a very funny thing because he doesn't know what's coming. And so I think there are, there's great things in it, but it. I was wanting more of a serious science fiction movie, and I just oh, I, I was. Un- See, I, did I you enjoyed. watch? Did you watch? Um, Is it Valerian? Valerian? No, it's on my list. Yeah. You should watch that. I'd be curious to know what you thought of that one. I'd like to. I I, I think Luc Besson is very talented. Um, and I love uh, the professional. Uh, or at least mm-hmm. I loved it. I haven't seen that in 20 years either, but I remember when I watched it, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, I think that one holds up. So. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to check out Valerian. But yeah, Valerian, check it out. Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> What's your real good, Rachel? My real good is uh, another comic book movie that I want to rewatch because I remember watching it and being like, this movie rocks. And it's Dread. From, oh, uh, the new one. Yeah, the new okay. one. With Carl Urban. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard nothing but good things about so that. It's so fucking good. good. Please watch it if you haven't. Um, and it also does something that this move, uh, Spawn and the old Judge Dredd have in common that I really hate is that <laughs> they both take off their freaking helmets and face masks. Mm. Spawn's mask is so cool and he never wears it. He's got it on for like two two minutes. But in Dread, he never takes his helmet off. Excellent. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Thank you guys for watching this terrible 90s (laughs) movie with me. I appreciate it. And for chatting about it. Uh, Rachel, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter. Just look up my full name. It's very long. (laughs) It's R-A-C... Wait. 
I don't know. Just look up my name on Twitter. <laughs> Rachel Calnav. Uh, yes. Or you can find me on Letterboxd. Um, find me on there because I watch a lot of movies and I rate a lot of movies and sometimes I will write about movies. So Cool. Yes. Excellent. Tuna? I'm at Tunaloons on Twitter and Instagram and probably other places, but those are the two that I actually check. Um, and then I've got music at sovietfourthgrader.com and oh, also I work on SciShow and Dear Hank and John. Indeed. Yeah. Bill? I work on SciShow as well with Tuna sometimes. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening as we count down our final five episodes of Real Bad. You can keep up with us on Twitter at RealBadPod. And a real big thanks to Black Duck Studios, I Love It Podcast, Candace and Anna Moss for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like Boyfriend Material, where Joey Lewandowski and Joe Two go backwards through every single film of Ryan Gosling's. Uh, next week, Real Bad has no new episode as I am traveling for work, but we'll be back after that. And until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.